Well, good afternoon and welcome to Your DIY Health here on the People's Patriot Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, November 26, 2020. And this program is meant to prevent nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing it's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, hit the contact me button, send me an email or call and leave a voice message. Either way, we'll get back with you within a couple hours and hopefully get all your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, hit the Radio Shows tab, and at the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. And a little bit below that, you'll see the information about the shows we do, when they're on, how you listen. And then at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page, or excuse me, the Facebook page set up through, uh, for Facebook for the show, as well as the chat room. And the chat room is up and running. I'm keeping an eye on it just in case anybody pops in. It's there for your use. It's all free of charge. The only thing you pay for is the products. So share the information broad and wide, far and wide, so that other people can find out about the show and the information, and maybe they too can learn to restore their health naturally using science-based, clinically verified medical nutrition, because that's the only thing that works, and uh, it's a fool's errand to try and use dangerous drugs and surgery to do the job. It just doesn't happen. Anyway... Keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the People's Patriot Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say on this show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only, so that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping-off point to do your own research and due diligence so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. Now, the number to call into the show is 614-426-8787. That's 614-426-8787. One last time, 614-426-8787. Or if you're on Skype, you can send a contact request to Sarge45ACP. That's S-A-R-G-E. The number is 45 and the letters A-C-P is in Paul. We'll get, you know, mention that you're a listener. We'll get you approved. And then anytime after that, whenever the shows are live, you can call in live via Skype in excellent audio quality. So just cleaning some things up here on the screen and getting ready. Let's see here. Monday is the 30th. My goodness. This month has gone by very, very quickly. We'll be into December on Tuesday. Hoo-wee. 
man, just cruising right along. But, you know, it is what it is. The year's going by. We'll be out of 2020. Who knows what 2021 will bring? <laughs> just remember, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome was supposedly took place in 2021. <laughs> Keep that in mind. So, I had a little video that I was thinking about running, but it's 20 minutes long, so it would take up a third of the show. I figured that was a little bit too much, but uh, it is posted on the Facebook page, so you can uh, catch that. I put it up yesterday, so you shouldn't have to scroll too far to find it. Uh, it's entitled the, um, what is it entitled? Uh, COVID-19 Genocide of 2020, and uh, it's by a lady... Um, let me see if her name pops up here. It's gonna. Uh, I was afraid that uh, Claire Edwards, and um, it's a very, very good uh, short. You know, when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, twenty-one minutes is it's still pretty short. It's an excerpt from a over two-hour-long video, but she goes into the um, COVID nineteen from the outside, how it was devised and planned and released on purpose for a certain reason to pretty much bring in martial law and, um, you know, world government control. And uh, it's it's a very, very, very good video. Uh, I encourage you to find it on Facebook and take a look at it. Uh, you can also do a search. Um, I don't know. I doubt that it's on YouTube. <laughs> Probably not. Um, I'm trying to remember where I got it. I think it was a bit shoot video or something, but, um, anyway, if you can find it, it's really good. If, if you're not on Facebook, if you are on Facebook, just go to my page. I've got it there, but I did want to bring up, um, yesterday I found, uh, I didn't, wasn't aware of it. I have been downloading the Kindle version of this book, uh, since it's been out. I first heard about it on, uh, Tucker Carlson's show. And it's a book called Unreported Truths About COVID-19 and Lockdowns. And the author is Alex Berenson, B-E-R-E-N-S-O-N. And Alex, I believe, is a reporter for the New York Times and has been digging into what's really going on with the COVID-19 stuff. And his third part, uh, or the third book in the series, is called Masks. Imagine that. And um, I just wanted to read the opening uh, portion about this. I wish masks worked. I wish masks worked. If they did, they'd be a cheap, easy way to slow the spread of SARS-CoV-2. I wish masks worked. The idea they protect not just their wearers, but also the people around them seems wonderfully selfless. I wish masks worked. Americans are spending billions of dollars on them, and they can cause acne and frighten small children and people with disabilities. Wearing them for no reason seems perverse. I wish masks worked. Most Americans now wear them. Telling people they have come, been conned doesn't make them happy. And just a side note, that uh, goes right along with what Mark Twain uh, said years and years ago. It's much easier to fool a person than to tell them they've been fooled. So moving along. I wish masks worked. They have become the flashpoint in the political battles around SARS-CoV-2. Anyone who opposes wearing masks, much less making everyone wear them, 
draws scorn from the media and scientific establishment. Bet you think the virus is fake, too. People are dying. I wish masks worked. We have so many other battles to fight around coronavirus. Lockdowns, school closings, travel restrictions, and other government intrusions into our lives. Masks seem at first like one that isn't worth the trouble. Wear a mask, the advocates insist. Stop arguing, just wear it, it's nothing. I wish masks worked, but they don't. Not the ordinary cloth and surgical mask that nearly everybody wears, anyway. Despite everything the media and public health experts have told you, they don't work. More accurately, we have no real evidence they do, and plenty of evidence they don't. Welcome to Part 3 of Unreported Truths, Masks. As protection, masks are largely useless, and mask mandates even more so. But as a symbol of the coronavirus is a serious danger requiring us to give up our rights, they are incredibly effective. So that's basically where I'm going to stop. But uh, you can buy the Kindle version of the book for $2.99 on Amazon. The actual hard copy is only $5.99. So last night I, broke, I, I had been buying the Kindles when they came out. But last night I broke down and bought all three um, current versions or current uh, parts so that I can uh, have a um, record of them. I think they're, they're worth the money. Um, Alex Berenson's a good guy. He's been on Tucker's show several times talking about this as one of the few people that will have him on, and he calls it as he sees it. He's an investigative reporter. He digs into the stuff and um, looks into things to see what's really going on rather than all the hype that we're getting from the lamestream media. So I just thought I would cover that real quickly. I don't want to spend the whole show on masks, but um, I want to move along. Uh, there's some interesting things in the news. Of course, we've got all the, the garbage with the election still going on. But uh, here's an interesting one that I just came up with. Uh, was published yesterday. Uh, CDC proposes concentration camps in America. Plans to invade homes and separate families. Now, I had heard about this going on in Australia and potentially New Zealand, but this is the first I'm officially hearing it here for the U.S. And this is a summary of a CDC proposal by J.W. Williams, and this article was originally published in needtoknow.news. A CDC document titled Interim Operational Considerations for Implementing the Shielding Approach to Prevent COVID-19 Infections in Humanitarian Settings. Whew, say that three times fast. That was published in July 2020. Discusses the shielding approach to quarantine high-risk individuals that include older adults and people who of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions that are higher risk for severe illness from COVID-19. Innocent people who, and symptom-free, could be ripped away from their families and loved ones, put on lockdown, and lose their freedom. The CDC admits that the effectiveness of preventing infection using the shielding approach, a euphemism for strict mass quarantines, has never been documented. <laughs> yeah, that's right, because it doesn't work. 
The CDC claims that the shielding approach is intended to alleviate stress on the healthcare system and to avoid long-term containment measures and lockdowns. The shielding approach aims to reduce the number of severe COVID-19 cases by limiting contact between high-risk vulnerable people and the general population that is considered to be low-risk. High-risk individuals would be temporarily relocated to safe green zones in households, neighborhoods, or camp-slash-sector communities level. Those confined there would have minimal contact with family members and other low-risk residents. The CDC admits that grouping the elderly and people with underlying disease may result in rapid transmission of illness among the most vulnerable populations that the shielding approach claims to be is trying to protect. Yeah, you put them all in one place, kind of like a nursing home maybe, and then you introduce the bug, and the next thing you know, you got a bunch of dead people. So are they really trying to protect people, or are they just trying to kill off the most vulnerable? Hmm? Anyway... The shielding approach designates three levels of physical isolation. The household model has a room dedicated to the isolation of the high-risk individual. The neighborhood level is a grouping of five to ten households that swap homes to accommodate high-risk individuals. And the camp sector level is a group of shelters such as schools and community buildings where as many as 50 high-risk people are physically isolated together. Able-bodied so-called high-risk individuals are needed to care for residents who have disabilities to limit exposure to the general population. High-risk individuals will be further isolated by dividing men and women, those with severe immunodeficiencies or dementia. High-risk minors should be accompanied into isolation by a single caregiver who will also be confined to the green zone. Camps and settlements hosting multiple nationalities may require additional separation. The paper mentions concern over global uh, reductions in commodity shortages, movement restrictions, border closures, and decreased trucking and flights. The paper claims the the premise is based on mitigation strategies used in the United Kingdom. The paper mentions long-term social impacts triggered by separation from friends and family, feelings of isolation and stigmatization, but fails to honestly address the deep impact of isolation and that uh, solitary confinement is one of the most severe punishments used on prisoners. In addition... The proposal warns that accidental introduction of the virus into the green zone may result in rapid transmission and increased morbidity and mortality as observed in assisted care facilities in the U.S. Can you say New York, Andrew Cuomo? The timeline for the shielding approach suggests that green zones, yeah, yeah, I have Andrew Cuomo head this uh, up, he'd be perfect for the job. Anyway, the timeline for this uh, shielding approach suggests that green zones be maintained until one of the following circumstances arises. When sufficient hospitalization capacity is established, when an effective vaccine or therapeutic options become widely available, or the COVID-19 epidemic affecting the population subsides. 
Well, first off, if you would just teach people how to avoid the crap in the food, water, and the air, and support their immune systems through supplementation and good food, this problem would pretty much wipe itself out overnight. You know, especially right now when you have a 99.97% cure rate for anybody under 75 years of age, you know, this is all much do about nothing. In May, Washington Governor Jay Inslee indicated that people who refuse to cooperate with contact tracers or refuse coronavirus testing won't be allowed to leave their homes or even go to the grocery store or pharmacy. California Governor Gavin Newsom issued a limited unlawful stay-at-home in the form of a curfew. Ventura County Medical Director Robert Levin caught fire when he spilled the beans about California's plans to forcibly remove people from their homes in a video. The spell that the media and authorities have cast must be broken. And the truth revealed, the only way out of this is for good people to rise up and take back their power. And the CDC document is uh, posted at the bottom of this article. And uh, also... I believe I have already put this on the Facebook page. Yes, I did. So you can go to the Facebook page, you can see the article, and you can also get the CDC paper that um, it's based on. And I'm going to download this thing. Oops, I got the wrong one. Oop. Back again. Try this one more time. There it is. So I'm going to... Hmm. Of course, it didn't bring it up in a different window. Well, I'll just have to get it later. Looks like it's still there. It's not going anywhere. So, you know, who's doing what for Thanksgiving? You know, as soon as this show's over at 2 p.m. Eastern time, I'm going to upload the replay to the server and then hop in the car, drive over the river and through the woods for about 45 minutes to an hour to a friend's house. And we're going to have the celebration of the life of one Tom Turkey. Since they don't like us having uh, groups of people together for uh, parties and such, but uh, uh, funerals are okay, we're going to have a funeral for a turkey. And we're just going to have a good old time. And uh, who cares? We're going to have fun. So if anybody else wants to call in and tell us what your plans are, feel free. 614-426-8787. 614-426-8787 is the number. Confirmed, Trump pardoned Flynn to put him back in play at the DOD with Chris Miller and Ezra Cohen-Watnick in preparation for mass arrests of treason, deep state, treasonous deep state actors. I sincerely hope that's the case. We need to be locking these people up. There's no doubt in my mind that when all this election crap is settled out, Trump will be declared the winner by a monstrous landslide. Uh, according to the server that they picked up in, uh, um, where was it, uh, Germany, um, can't remember the city, but anyway, um, they, they sent DOD troops over who seized this server, and it's a CIA server that the, number, that the election results from the uh, Smartmatic and Dominion devices were actually being funneled through. Imagine that, the, the CIA is... Uh, involved in election fraud here in the U.S., no surprise there. But uh, that server had raw data on it that showed Trump had about 80 million votes to about 20, 25 million or so for, for Biden, which translates to 
a four to one win basically and uh, about 400 plus to somewhere around 30 or 40 uh, electoral college votes trump to biden so when it's all said and done when you when you take out all the illegals the dead people the uh, fake mail-in ballots and everything else trump will have won this by the largest margin in history and will maintain his position as 45th president for yet another four-year term in the White House. That's my uh, prediction. So anyway, we'll see what happens. But um, demanding Silicon Valley suppress hyper-partisan sites in favor of mainstream news, the New York Times is a fraud. Surprise, surprise. And Robert Epstein, Joe Biden supporter, shows evidence the system was rigged against one candidate. I wonder which one. (laughs) Doctor who demanded mandatory mask law. Pictured partying maskless on boats surrounded by bikini-clad women. And that article is also on the Facebook page. And uh, it just gets interestinger and interestinger. But with all the different states with their uh, lockdowns and mandates about no travel and you know not having big parties and get-togethers for Thanksgiving and all the other stuff that's going on, uh, thank goodness most people are saying, screw you. They've seen all the two-faced hypocrisy from the people in uh, the government. You had, I think it was, was it the mayor of uh, Denver, Colorado yesterday, or somebody in Colorado, uh, put out a a statement, you know, imploring people to stay home and don't travel um, and just hunker down for Thanksgiving. And then he immediately left his office, hopped on a plane to go to his daughter's house for Thanksgiving. And, of course, people caught on to it. And at least the alternative media said things about it. I don't know if the lamestream did or not. I never watched those, so I don't know what they say. But um, there's just more and more of this stuff. Every every Democratic governor in this in the country basically has weighed in, uh, including the idiot uh, mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, um, who basically says we got to cancel, you know, uh, Thanksgiving completely. <laughs> you can bet she won't. You can bet that if they get a camera in her place, they'll show her and all her friends and her, you know, homosexual husband or wife or whatever, other party, uh, whoever it is, sitting around a table with no mask, having a good old time, and just laughing at the expense of all the little people. You can bet that'll be the case. But, um, you know, you got Oregon, who's using the state police and local authorities to go around and knock on doors to find out whether or not you're having an unauthorized uh, gathering in your house. Um, you know, different states, I think it's uh, Kentucky, you're limited to six people. And I think they all have to be from the same household. <laughs> uh, so if you got a family of seven or eight, two people got to sit outside on a park bench or something, I guess. You're not allowed in the house. And uh, just the stupidity. And the thing is, is there is, and they admit it. They admit that they have no scientific backing for what they're doing. There's no evidence to support what they're saying that is a better thing, way to do things. They're just doing it because, well, geez, everybody put their face mask on when, he told, when we told them. We might as well see how far they'll go. And that's what's going on here. This whole thing is a big test to see just how stupid Bubis Americanus really is and how much people, the brain-dead, spoon-fed, generally dumb public will actually accept and that's one of the best things about face masks. 
because it's a visual indicator of people's willingness to submit to draconian lockdown rules and everything else that, um, you know, it's, it's a fantastic indicator. You go to any store, any grocery store, you know, yesterday I went to my local Kroger store for the first time in about two weeks, walked in with no mask on. And I was again, the only person in the whole store, not wearing a face diaper. And, uh, it's sad. It's really sad that there are that many people in this country and this city who are willing to just dutifully do whatever they're told to do without thinking about the ramifications. You know, I don't know how many of these people have actually done any research and found that, you know, face masks are worthless, that they don't work, that they cause problems. They make the person wearing it sicker and uh, increase your chances of uh, actually coming down with the illness in the first place. I don't know how many people have done that research or if they just, you know, well, they said I've got to put it on. I must have to do it. And they do it. I don't know. And then there are those who um, don't want to wear the things. I know people, have, I've heard people complaining about it. But they, they got the, they're, they're willing to complain, but they're not willing to take a stand and actually say, I'm not wearing this stupid thing. And then you got the ones who are just afraid of everything. You know, we've got a guy in our church who um, won't come back to church because he sees on the live stream that, you know, nobody's wearing face masks, nobody's social distancing or anything. And um, he's up in years and his wife is older and uh, she's got a lot of health issues, which, you know, she granted uh, should probably stay away from this stuff. But the question is whether it would really be that big of an issue for her. You know, nobody knows. So in that case, you know, you know, play, you know, stay on the side of uh, um, caution. But he's being vocal about us, you know, being dangerous and willfully, you know, putting people at risk and things like that. And it's like, give me a break. You know, the people that come to church are in good health for the most part. Um, we actually had a couple in there, you know, he's in, he's 82, she's in her late seventies and, um, they both tested positive last week, got a text on Thursday or Friday saying they were both tested positive and they were both at our service on Tuesday night. We have our annual candlelight service on Tuesday of Thanksgiving week. Uh, normally services are Wednesday night, but with all the people traveling and stuff for Thanksgiving, we bump it up a day and, um, basically have testimonies and sing songs and it's just a wonderful wonderful evening that um so many people you know i always start out i'm usually the first person to give a testimony and i say you know with all the stuff that's been going on i've seen god increase the numbers in this church um he is obviously smiling on our church because we're willing to take a stand and not be afraid to follow what Hebrews 10.25 says, and you know, for not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. You know, we're doing what God tells us to do, and he's blessing. You know, we've had our numbers increase considerably. We're back to the same numbers we were before this whole mess started, where other churches are still closed down. You know, they're, they're not coming. And we have a lot of new people that are coming to our church because we're open. 
they were going to some other church and that church, you know, closed down or had parking lot only or who knows, you know, live stream only or whatever the case might be. And, you know, that works for a, a day or two, but it is not the same. Staying home, watching it on your computer is not the same as being there with other fellow Christians. And uh, the churches that are locked down are suffering, and those that are open, very few of us, uh, our church has grown like crazy, and we're doing fine. And, you know, if somebody wants to wear a mask, we don't shame them. If somebody doesn't want to wear a mask, we don't shame them either. We're all there, and it's it's the one slice of, and one of the people actually mentioned it the other night in her testimony. And he said, this is the one place I can go for a little bit of normalcy, where everything is like it was before this whole mess started. And that's, I've got it on our website, saying the same thing, you know, take a, take a, uh, a step back in time before COVID and uh, come and join us for a couple hours of just sanity. Because that's what it is. You come in and it's like nothing ever happened. Uh, you walk in the doors of our church and you would never know that COVID-19 was ever a thing. We don't talk about it. We don't act like it's a problem because it's not. And uh, we still shake hands and hug on each other. And if somebody doesn't feel good, they stay home. You know, they, they take the time. They do what's smart, what's reasonable. Uh, they get over it and they come back and everything's fine. And we've had bunches of people in the last couple of weeks. We've had several that stayed home for a week or so because they just weren't feeling right and thought it might be a problem. Most of them won't get tested. They said, you know, you ain't testing me. You know, it may be this, it might be something else. I don't know. Maybe I got the flu. I don't know. But I'm staying home. I'm being safe. I'm not going to come and infect everybody. And then when I'm done, I'll come back. And it's working just fine. But uh, we had 85, 90 people um, Tuesday night for something that's not heavily advertised. The only people that know when to be there are the ones that have been there for the other services recently. And uh, I don't know, we didn't put a sign on the door for last night, so I don't know if people showed up for the regular Wednesday service or not because we didn't have it. But uh, who knows? But the thing is, is people need to quit being so afraid of dying that they're afraid to live. And that's what's going on. You have so many people that are, you know, they're using it as a crutch or an excuse. Oh, I can't go out because of COVID. You know, we see them in the grocery stores all the time and we'll see them other places, but for some reason they can't make it to church. They can make it to the grocery store, but they can't make it to church. And in my opinion, that's hypocrisy. You know, it's, it's your, you're basically just um, prolonging the inevitable. You know, there's so many situations out there, and this is no different, where this bug, whatever it is, has been released on the world's population, and it's going to go through the entire world. Everybody's going to be exposed to it sooner or later. Those who have taken the proper steps to increase their immune system and have it functioning the way it should be will probably not even have any problem. You know, if they if they contract it at all, it probably won't be anything more than maybe a stuffy nose or um, a day or two of, you know, not feeling quite right or something. 
but and then it'll be over and they'll just go on with their life there'll be others who will have more pronounced symptoms and then there'll be others who will have a life-threatening situation because quite honestly they are either so old and so frail or they have taken such bad care of themselves that their bodies are already dealing with multiple uh, comorbidities like high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, obesity. Uh, those are just a handful. And, and pulmonary issues you know, like uh, uh, asthma, COPD, emphysema, things like that. Those people are going to be you know, more susceptible and more at risk. And the thing is, is you should be uh, dealing with it on a graduated scale. You know, little kids, they should, there should be absolutely no restrictions on them whatsoever. You know, schools should be open um, if there are problems, you know, the teachers. And this is, this is another issue where it's really bad, and I blame it on the media primarily, and the politicians, and Big Pharma. The fact that they have already a perfect prophylaxis to use for, you know, if you've got teachers that are afraid of, you know, coming to school, you know, most of them aren't really afraid. They're just looking for an excuse to stay home and get paid. But those who are truly afraid, put them on a prophylactic dose of hydroxychloroquine. You know, and again, I'm talking about the pharmaceutical aspect because that's what the generally dumb public knows. You know, I would much rather say, you know, clean up your diet, stay away from the bad stuff, eat the good stuff, supplement with the 90 essential nutrients, extra vitamin C, extra vitamin D, extra zinc. But I guarantee you 99.9% of the generally dumb public will never do that. But if they had an option to take hydroxychloroquine two times a week, prophylactically, like the, the MDs that are on the front lines are saying to do, then they would basically have no problem. They'd be bulletproof. They would not get to this thing. Simple issue. But because there's no money to be made in that, and they, they're pushing the ultimate goal is to mass vaccinate people, to kill more people off, that's what they want. So anything that, that flies in the face of that, that stops that goal from being reached, cannot be allowed to see the light of day in the media. And that's exactly why we have all these people out here who could be dealt with, you know, and they would be dealt with before they ever get sick. But at the very least, if they do get sick, immediate treatment with the right stuff, hydroxychloroquine and zinc, knocks it right out. And I would add to that a good course of probiotics, because I personally believe this is not a virus it is an exosome which is produced as basically a byproduct or a waste product of the cells cleaning up the trash from a bacterial infection that arises in the gut. I think that's where this thing starts. You know, that and or 5G technology, but uh, one or the other, uh, and it could be the 5G makes you susceptible to the bacterial infection. But the autopsies that were done in Italy have shown that that's where all these things started for all the people over there that they actually checked. Because, of course, the World Health Organization is telling people don't do autopsies, which is just the opposite. You know, again, they should be looking into it saying what caused this, what they die from and everything. And instead, they're discouraging people from looking into actually what really happened. 
And the people in Italy said, screw you, we're looking into it. And the, every single person they did, the first 50 to 100, all showed signs of an initial bacterial infection in the gut as the precipitating event. And once you, know, once you figure that out, you just start out with good probiotics. You make sure the gut bacteria is healthy so that the bad stuff can't get in there and get a foothold. And guess what? Things get fixed before the problem even develops. Imagine that. What, what, what do we call that? Preventative medicine? Something that MDs should be involved in, but in this case definitely are not. Excuse me, just a second. So you have all this stuff going on that really should be going on that isn't because it's being uh, covered up by the media, by big pharma, by the politicians, because they have an alternative uh, agenda that this would prohibit. You know, their agenda is getting as many people on ventilators as possible and killing them that way, and then getting as many people vaccinated and killing them that way as they possibly can. You know, you got Bill Gates, who is a avowed eugenicist, and he's also uh, a big pusher of vaccines and has said on the record numerous times that they use vaccines as a method of population control. Now, as State Out says, you know, we, use, we kill people with vaccines, in other words, and we sterilize people with vaccines, which they've done routinely through uh, Africa, uh, women there have been given vaccinations for, they said it was a tetanus shot. Turns out it was, you know, a, a, nothing more than something to sterilize them so they couldn't have any more children. Um, that's a regular occurrence. But Gates and his people are just out of the pits of hell. And why anybody's listening to that SOB is beyond me. But he's got the money, so he's got the ears. And that's what's going on here. We've got the the truth that is being covered up every place it, it shows up, and we've got lies everywhere. Lies about, oh, you got to wear a face mask. The science is settled. Face masks work. No, the science is settled. Face masks don't work. They work to make you sick. They work to kill people, but they don't work to prevent illness and disease spread. And that's proven. You know, if there was one single study that said face masks work, they would run that thing up the flagpole and salute it every single day. But they don't because it doesn't exist. Go to my website and you'll find close to a dozen studies that show just the opposite. Face masks don't work. They make people sick that wear them. And it just goes on and on and on. So you've got that issue. You've got to deal with uh, treatment. They talk about, oh, we don't have anything that works. You know, and when this first started, the people on the front lines were rolling out hydroxychloroquine and said, this stuff works, it does the job, it's proven, has no side effects, it's cheap, this is what everybody should be getting. What happens? Big Pharma, the politicians, the Democrats, and everybody else comes in, the TV and the media, oh no, that stuff's bad, it'll kill you, it'll make you sick, it's not tested and approved for, for this kind of disease. And it just goes on and on and on and on. And instead, what do they roll out? Remdesivir. Fauci's drug that he's been trying to get since AIDS days. And it doesn't work for anything. But it costs $3,000 a dose. So, hey, we can make some money on this. So let's roll it out. 
and they give people remdesivir and they don't get much better. They just, just by chance, their body's able to fight it off, but it's not the drug that did it. And then they have, you know, we got to put people on a vent, you know, don't treat them until they get to the point where they can't breathe and then put them on a vent, which is basically murder, you know, is the easiest way to put it because it's not proper treatment for this kind of a upper respiratory issue which requires inhalable steroids and things like that to support the body's ability to absorb oxygen. You know, they basically take you, it's like overinflating a balloon. The, the balloon's walls are not porous. It doesn't not let the oxygen pass through. So when you just keep pumping air into it, pretty soon they pop and you're dead. And that's what's been going on. My wife's cousin here recently uh, just last the other day, she got a notice saying that this lady had passed away at 65. And it wasn't until she tracked down her husband and found out what was going on. And it turns out she was diagnosed with COVID, put in the hospital, put on a ventilator. And within a couple of days, she was dead. And that's flat out malpractice. He should be suing the hospital, the doctors and everyone else involved. But Willie, I don't know, probably doesn't know any better. My computer keeps going to sleep on me. I don't know why that's, I have supposed to be set to not do that. But um, anyway, just a lot of craziness going on in today's world. And um, it's one of those things that we should never have to deal with. Um, But we do. It's unfortunate. But uh, again, the phone lines are open, 614-426-8787, 614-426-8787. If anybody's out there and wants to call in, tell me what you're doing for Thanksgiving or what your take is on all the lockdowns and the face masks or, you know, whatever you want to talk about. We're here and we've got about uh, 20 minutes or so, roughly. We'll see what happens. But... Um, Here's one. Depopulation vaccine advocate Bill Gates also designated the fraudulent election software, or excuse me, designed the fraudulent election software used by Dominion. Imagine that. Would not surprise me at all that Gates was involved in uh, the development of, um, uh, what was that called, Smartmatic? In a new video, the illustrious Roger Stone drops a major bombshell about Dominion voting systems, alleging he has proof that Microsoft, at the direction of billionaire eugenicist Bill Gates, designed the software used to commit election fraud. No surprise there. That would not surprise me one bit. The longtime political veteran who was helping spearhead the Stop the Steal movement uh, for election integrity in the United States says that Microsoft developed what is known as Election Guard, which is capable of hiding votes, switching votes, and altering election outcomes. Election Guard has been used by Dominion, as well as election services, Hurt InterCivic, Clean Ballot, Election Systems and Hardware, BPRO, and Smartmatic, Stone claims. In other words, 100% of the voting machines and voting systems in this country are using the same software that Dominion has been using to switch votes. For the past several weeks, reports about Dominion's vote-counting software altering votes have been flooding social media. Numerous sworn affidavits contend that administrators have backdoor access to the systems, allowing them to switch votes at will. 
Attorney Sidney Powell, who is working independently on behalf of both President Trump and the American people, says she has in her possession solid proof of this, not to mention the fact that more than 100 Dominion employees have been caught purging their LinkedIn accounts in recent days. (laughs) Oh, the rats are getting off the sinking ship. On top of that, Dominion representatives changed their minds at the last minute and decided not to meet with Pennsylvania lawmakers about the allegations, which clearly suggests that they have something to hide. The denial by the mainstream media that that there's any evidence whatsoever is ludicrous. uh, Stone correctly points out debunking the bizarre and nonsensical media claim that there is no evidence of election malfeasance. Yeah, that in and of it on its face is just flat-out bold-faced lie. The evidence is overwhelming and compelling. Whether Sidney Powell, a fine attorney who isn't given to making claims she can't back up in court, can bring a case without the cooperation of the Central Intelligence Agency and the FBI to come clean remains to be seen. Bill Gates' actions are the epitome of treason. That Bill Gates is connected to Dominion is really no surprise, considering his philanthropic organization paid Black Lives Matter students to count ballots in key battleground states. Oh, geez. The so-called Campus Vote Project recruited what were described as young black students to flood polling places as well as, or excuse me, as poll workers, replacing elderly polling place veterans who were told that they would be, uh, that it would be too scary to work at them this year due to the Wuhan coronavirus, COVID-19. Yeah, scare the death of the people that are veterans and then bring in shills. Gates is also behind the mass vaccination campaign that is being rolled out at warp speed to inject the entire world with COVID-19 jabs. According to Gates, the world will only be able to return back to normal, whatever that is, once everyone is vaccinated with his cure. The infamous Antifa U-Haul incident in Louisville, Kentucky, has also been linked to Gates, who reportedly funded the Shields and other riot gear that was supplied to BLM protesters following the Breonna Taylor verdict. They say that where there is smoke, there is also fire. The same can be said of Bill Gates when it comes to fraud, deception, and mass genocide. If if evil lurks, Gates is almost certain to be hiding in the shadows. If Trump's team is able to prove that the election was electronically stolen, those caught should be sent to the gallows, wrote one InfoWars commenter. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with that. That's treason flat out, and they should be put away for it, put to death for it. We are in the middle of a insurrection, wrote another. The ball is already rolling. We are just waiting for the special ops to arrest and detain treasonous scum for military tribunal. This will never even reach the Supreme Court of the United States. Prepare yourself, protect your families. It will get uglier than hell, but then there will be peace and order. So, Yeah, Bill Gates involved with the software. Not a surprise. Dems call for disbarment of all Trump attorneys because taking away your right to speak isn't enough. Now they steal your elections and ban your lawyers. Uh, Medical police state horrors in Australia. Young man choked out, slammed to the ground, heaved out of a restaurant for not wearing a mask. And I played this on my show this morning on 
TFR, uh, unfortunately, you have to see the video. Playing it, you, you can just hear little things in the background, but you really can't understand what's going on. But this guy was actually put into a sleeper hold and choked unconscious by this oversized glute of a security person at a restaurant. The kid didn't have a face mask on. One of the security people uh, wasn't wearing his face mask properly. It was below his nose. And uh, this guy was literally choked unconscious, dropped to the ground, and then picked up by the scruff of the neck and his belt and carried like a sack of potatoes and tossed out the door of the restaurant by this security person. Just absolutely unbelievable what is passing in this day and age because of the um, brainwashing and propaganda that's being spread worldwide about these this virus, which is not really a virus. And the, the sad thing is, again, this is something that has a extremely, extremely low death rate. You know, when we're talking about 10,000 people nationwide, they're claiming 250,000 plus when it's actually about 10,000 have actually died from this disease. The rest are all people who had pre-comorbidities. That if anything, this thing may have um, uh, exacerbated. But we don't even know that because, the again, the tests are not accurate. The PCR tests that they use for the diagnosing this by, you know, by the admission of the person who developed the test was never meant to be used for diagnostic purposes. And the way it works, you have to drill down over and over and over and over and over, deeper and deeper and deeper until you find little teeny bits of genetic material before it will test positive. And the vast majority of people, about 94%, they're false positives. The people test positive, but they never have any symptoms. They never get sick. There's no symptomology whatsoever. There's just a positive test result from a test that's not even looking for the right stuff. And people are getting all bent out of shape about that. And every one of these fake test results is another case. Here are my air quotes. Cases. And that's how they keep lying to people. That's keep how they keep running the numbers up. They're testing more and more and more people every single day. And as a result, they're having more and more and more false positives. They don't have more real cases where people are sick and having issues. They just have fake cases where it's a false positive with no symptomology whatsoever. And people that are going about their lives when they can... Because once you test positive, they try and lock you up and do all kinds of stupid stuff. It's all asinine. And there's no reason for it. You know, the number of people that have died in this country and worldwide is minuscule compared to the overrun numbers that they keep spouting. And they keep complaining, you know, talking these same numbers over and over and over again. Last night we had Geraldo Rivera on Fox TV was saying that today, yesterday in Ohio we had the highest number. We had 156 people die of COVID in one day, the most ever. Bullcrap. You know, we have people die in Ohio every single day, and they're dying from high blood pressure. They're dying from type 2 diabetes. They're dying from medical malpractice. They're dying from all kinds of things. And because these people happen to have a fake test positive, and they're labeled with the COVID thing, it's said that they died of COVID, which they didn't. 
Chances are not a one of those people that died yesterday had really had COVID. You know, they had other things, and they were probably put on a vent, and that's what killed them. You know, it's just insane what's being done in this day and age, and it's all in the name of so-called medicine and public safety, which is anything but that. It's absolute insanity. And uh, for people to put up with this stuff, I'm hoping, I'm not holding my breath, but I'm hoping that people will finally get to the point where they just say, I've had enough of this, I'm taking the stupid face diaper off, and we're not going with it anymore. Chances, you know, if they don't do it soon, they're never going to have the opportunity. Because the longer you wait, the harder it's going to get. That's just all there is to it, because the government will always take more and more and more power, more authority, and they will just overshod you, run over your rights like crazy. And pretty soon it'll get to the point where nobody can do anything. So, lines are open, still got a few minutes left. 614-426-8787. 614-426-8787. Kind of thought we'd hear from Robert today, but um, no, I come to think of it, I think he was on last week with uh, Michael, so he's probably working today. Yeah, I think he did say he was going to work because he gets paid extra overtime and all that good stuff. So, well, hopefully, uh, Robert, hopefully you're listening, and hopefully you have a good Thanksgiving. And uh, I guess your folks are in one state and you're stuck in another, so there's no sense in not working, I guess. Yeah, that's the way I am. You know, my wife's downstairs cleaning the house and doing things because we're, we're not leaving until I get done with the show. So I figured I might as well do live shows today. You know, no sense in running a replay if I can do a live show. I know there's some folks out there listening that would rather hear something new than old and, you know, re- rehashed. So that's why we're here. You know, I'm not getting paid e- anymore either way. But chances are I'd just be sitting watching TV or something anyway. So I might as well do something pr- constructive. <laughs> but, uh, hey, it is what it is. Plugged in Patriots lay out the epic trunk Trump counterattack that's going to expose and destroy the criminal Democrat deep state. Cool. Sidney Powell has smoking gun evidence to prove massive election fraud in uh, the next two weeks. And the thing is, Trump really doesn't have to prove election fraud at all. I've said this before. Just the fact that all of these states changed their rules without running it through the legislative process the constitutional way. Every single state that changed its rules, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, Pennsylvania, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, all these states, the Democrats came in, filed lawsuits to try and basically open up the um, rules as far as the mail-in ballots were concerned so that they could engage in massive fraud. And in every case, it was not changed by the legislature, as is required by the Constitution. They basically just had a judge issue a a ruling or a uh, governor just change things on his own or the uh, local election boards or whatever the case might be. But they were all operating under rules that were not passed by the legislature. And all they got to prove is that they were changing the rules without authorization and boom. 
their results are shot down. They either got to revote or the all the ballots that were a part of that get thrown out. And when that happens, Trump wins. Um, that's just the way it'll be. But, you know, we'll have to see how things go. You know, there, there was massive fraud. There's no question. But they don't have to prove fraud to to overturn the results and show that Trump's the true winner. All they got to do is show that they changed the rules improperly. And when that happens, Trump wins. So there's no doubt in my mind that uh, it may take some time, uh, probably another two to four weeks. Probably I don't think it'll be much longer, but they will be able to show that um, all of these states were operating under improper rules and as a result, the results have to be overturned. So we'll see how that goes. But, um, you know, the, the fraud will be proven also. And it'll just be icing on the cake, really. And uh, there's no doubt in my mind there were there's tons of fraud. I honestly believe the numbers from that server in Frankfurt, Germany, uh, were the most accurate source. And when those numbers come out, you're going to see that Trump had like 80 million votes to about 20 to 25 million for Biden. And, uh, you know, over 400 uh, electoral college votes, which, you know, <laughs> that is absolutely monstrous. That's the biggest landslide in the history of American elections. So that's what we're going to see ultimately. Anti-hate group leader calls for white people to be killed. Woo, yeah, there you go. That's uh, anti-hate. <laughs> that's what's so funny. You know, it's, it's, again, it's biblical. Up is down, down is up. The so-called tolerant and loving people are the ones who are calling for, you know, white people to be killed and uh, all the Trump supporters to be rounded up and re-educated or, you know, had their have chopped off or whatever. Just one thing after another. It's crazy stuff. MailChimp bans holistic health expert for teaching truth about COVID-19. That's, you know, the media and the social media has got to be dealt with. When all this is said and done, you know, part of cleaning the swamp is dealing with all the censorship in all the media, whether it's the lamestream media, the social media. You know, I tried to post an article today. Um, basically, is just a chart showing a comparison between communist stuff and COVID-19 propaganda. And it came up, you can't post this because it violates our community standards, Facebook. You know, and it was it was a very off the wall. You know, it's one of those sites. You know, if it was Infowars or Natural News, I would have expected it to be blocked. But this site was really nothing. I'd never heard of it before, but it it got caught in their algorithm, and boom, they locked it up and wouldn't let me post it. It's craziness, and that's not constitutional free speech which is what people should have in this country. That's what we do have. We need to take it back. And that's why, you know, I've gotten off of, um, oh, goodness, I lost track of time. We're out of time. We're over. Everything's done. <laughs> well, anyway, it is what it is. But uh, y'all take care. We will be back live on Monday. And until then, take care of your bodies because it's the only place you have to live. Take care. God bless. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving and a great weekend. We'll see you all on Monday. Take care.